0: Hey, you guys, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple podcast. I am super excited for my conversation today with the amazing Jennifer Brosnick. It is so fun to dive into a conversation about different tools and modalities that I actually don't know that much about. So be really excited about what you're going to hear today. And before I dive in, though, I just have a couple of things I want to share. I spent a whole year traveling across the country just two years ago, speaking at schools everywhere, and somehow I have not spoken in the schools in the greater Boston area yet. But starting this fall, I am speaking in two. So I will be in the Arlington schools tonight as this goes live in Arlington, Massachusetts. If you're in the area and you can pull it off, come by. I would love to see you. Make sure to introduce yourself at the end. I will post a photo on Instagram today, so just look for that, and it will have all the details about the where and the when of tonight's talk at Audison Middle School. Second, I will be speaking at the Waldorf School of Lexington in early November. I will also post that talk next week on our Instagram feed. Actually, we'll put it on our Instagram feed and our Facebook feed, so between those two things, you should be able to find info on these talks. And if you show up, I would love to know you're there. So do, 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 make sure to introduce yourself to me after the talk. All right. This episode is brought to you by the flow planner. The flow planner is where food and wellness, lifestyle and family, um, aka spirituality and self-care and your work get planned on the same pages for a more balanced life. Each planner is undated, so you can jump in on any Monday. The planner is 90 days, which allows you to focus for just the right amount of time. They come with a full class on planning so that you can really focus on creating the life that you want and that will matter to you and your family. For each planner purchased, the Flow Planner plants a tree. All right, you guys, go get your flow planner at theflowplanner.com. I cannot wait to see everyone planning. I just mapped out my next 90 days, and I am so excited to share what's coming. That link is also in the show notes, but again, it's theflowplanner.com. All right, Jennifer Brosnick. All right, let me tell you a little bit about the official Jennifer Brosnick. So Jennifer Brosnick is a licensed social worker. She's passionate about supporting individuals to heal from burnout and families to be resilient. As a mother of three daughters, under nine, and a survivor of postpartum depression and anxiety, Jennifer knows exactly how challenging life can be. She also knows that there is hope for all of us. And with accurate information, support, and inspiration, that everyone has the capacity to thrive. I love you, Jennifer. Jennifer's years of clinical experience as a social worker, her training in mindfulness, human design, and EFT, and other healing modalities gives her the unique ability to guide individuals on their path to health and wellness. All right, you guys, let's get Jennifer on the show. Jennifer Brosnick, welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited
1: for this conversation.
0: I love, I feel like I have so many different kinds of conversations on the podcast, but, and so often, you know, it's, it's a time to go deeper on things that maybe I know a little bit about, but this is exciting because I don't know as much about all the stuff that you do. So I'm like, Really interested myself <laughs> in all cool. the questions I have to ask you. Awesome. So before we dive in, will you tell us a little bit about you and who you have at home, and just give us a little background? Sure. So
1: I am a mom of three girls and a puppy named Zoe, who's not really <laughs> a puppy anymore, but she's my first baby. Awesome. And I, my background, my training is as a clinical social worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, But now I work more as a mom coach and human design specialist because once I learned about human design, I couldn't unknow it and I couldn't diagnose people anymore.
0: <laughs> oh my god. So
1: I you know really took that scary leap just like in the last 6 months to say, you know, I'm not going to I'm not doing this anymore because this is where my passion
0: is. Awesome! Oh my gosh, there's so many things I could talk about, including how to include a dog with three kids. <laughs> but we're yeah. not going to go there. <laughs> maybe, maybe if we have time at the end, um, oh, that is something I've been hounded about for years, and gosh. said yes to, but I will. Yeah. Someday. Okay. So let's dive in, just because you've mentioned it, <laughs> um, and then we'll go backwards, maybe a little bit. But okay. tell us about what Human Design is, um, because when I first heard that, I had no idea what you were talking about until I did. Sure. A little
1: yeah, so how it came about in my life was I received an email saying, do you want to understand your unique energy blueprint for success? And immediately I was like, yes, I do want to understand this um, because I was kind of flailing around in business and not really certain of what direction I was going in. I was feeling a little bitter or anxious And once I saw my human design chart, which is based on my birth or everyone's birth, day, time, and place, um, it just everything, you know, the the saying of like the stars aligned, (laughs) the stars aligned, and it was just this amazing, life changing self awareness tool um, that. From that moment on, about seven years ago, I've been diving into and studying ever since then.
0: So, what kind of stuff do you find out? Sure. So, you find out what
1: you're here to do, your life purpose is in there. Um, you figure out how to make decisions that are in alignment with your soul um, rather than, you know, so often we you know, we do what our parents wanted us to do, or what we see on social media, or what we think is the right path to success. And human design is a pretty
0: straightforward
1: tool to figure out, okay, well, how can you get out of your head and tune into your intuition and tap into your gut and that inner knowing, that inner voice, so that your life path unfolds just how it should be, And oftentimes, so like as a therapist, I typically see people who are suffering in some way. So they're in pain. Um, and the way that human design has allowed me to see that is that pain is just information. Mm. Anytime we're struggling, it's just because like, we're just a little bit off our path. And if we can come back to center, and, you know, we want to work on our physical health, our mental and our spiritual well-being. We can heal ourselves and avoid that pain because we're not here to suffer. And you know, no one came to this planet to suffer.
0: I know. It's amazing how much time we spend doing that. I know. Um. It's
1: hard. It's <laughs> hard, know.
0: especially as mothers. Oh, my goodness. I know. And we're going to get into some of that in a sec because I know that you have so many so many insights about motherhood. So, we, can you give us an example of something like either in your life or maybe mm-hmm. with somebody who you're allowed to share about, like sure. where this helped inform, like helps inform oh, yeah. you, what you learned helped inform you, just so we can understand even more what kind of info you get? Okay, so
1: I found out I was a projector. Projectors are here to guide and direct others, but only once they've been invited. So their strategy is to wait for invitations. Mm. I am married to a manifester manifestors are here to initiate to get the ball rolling and their strategy is to inform. Um, They also will, if they're not informing, they typically have a theme of anger. Um, And it's not anger directed at a person. It's anger that they've been interrupted in their creative flow. Hmm. So once I understood the how the manifestor operated, um, I was able to see my husband completely differently. So, you know, that I was able to not take things personally anymore. I think that is like the biggest thing yeah. where once you cannot take something personally and you take, you know, as long as you're aware of your behavior, of course, like yeah. there are times where you do something to, you know, instigate a right. situation, um but if there's you know a dynamic that's happening in a relationship understanding the each of the partners the person's human design type can help you communicate better can help you understand what's going on for them better how to respond to them better um so i need to inform my husband and he needs to invite me and mm-hmm. you know just knowing that you know is so yes. so helpful huge yeah. life life changing and of course like with my kids and and understanding my parents and like why i you know have been conditioned to be the way i am yeah uh, you know super super helpful you know i think anytime we can gain a sense of compassion for others and other people's viewpoint um and ourselves it you know we feel so much better you know and that's that is my whole mission is to give people peace of mind
0: i love that and so How many different types are there?
1: There are five. There's five different types. Um, There are, are. yeah, so there's manifesting generators and generators. The generator type makes up about 70% of the population and generators are here to find their creative flow. They're here to create. They're here to build. They're here to find their passion in their work,
0: Okay.
1: Um, not just to work for somebody else. And, you know, they're not here to be like slaves to the man kind of thing. Okay. Um, I've and seen that's a lot 70% of- 70% of people you said? 70% of people are some wow. type of generator. Yeah. Um, and there's intricacies in every single chart. So even mm-hmm. like thinking about those numbers, people often think like, oh, rarer is better. Like that is not the case. There is no bad chart and they're all- Beautiful. Like every time I look at a chart, I'm like, oh, like I love you more. Like I just have more (laughs) compassion for them. Um, So, yeah, 70%. And they're here to respond to life. So, their aura is always bringing opportunities, people, connections to them. Mm. Um, And all they have to do is respond, you know, not with their mind, um, but more of with this gut feeling of like, uh-huh for yes, uh-uh for no. And manifesting generators are moving a bit faster, What which is why they're called manifesting generators is they have a motor connected right to their throat. So like the center for manifestation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they're going to sometimes have to get into something and then go back and fix it. And that is totally fine. Like it's okay to learn through our mistakes. So that's really important for manifesting generators. Um, The other types are the projector, which are about 20%. Again, here to guide and direct others through invitation, manifestors are only about eight percent and they're here to initiate get the ball rolling and reflectors are less than one percent of the population and reflectors are here to reflect back the health of the community that they live in so i think my sort of turning point in i can't do therapy anymore was i had a client who was a reflector Cause once I learned human design, I was running everybody's charts and, (laughs) you know, she's coming into my office and, you know, we're working on her, but it's not her. It's, it's her family. It's, you know, the people that she's surrounded by. Oh God, cause um, she's a reflector. She's reflecting back the health of the people that she's around. Interesting. And so, and we're spending time, you know, quote unquote, trying to fix the problem. And of course we all can fix things or work on things and grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so that's not like not an issue, but to not then address the bigger systemic stuff, um, you know, that's where it's sort of a problem.
0: Okay. And that, was that five?
1: What's that? That was five. Yeah. Was so the five. two, okay. the two, um, some people, so um, some people think that the generator is just one type, but oh, so they, the, they lump them together. So oftentimes you'll see that there's four types. Okay. Um, the way that I was trained and what just intuitively feels more correct for me is that there's five because got there it. are some distinct differences, especially when I look at kids. Um. To divide the two generator types.
0: And how are you figuring out what type you are? Like, people listening, can they just know, or there's like actual, like, can we not know this about ourselves? Until oh, we
1: you run totally something? can. Yeah. So, you will have to run your chart, and either you can, um, I can run it for you, um, or there are websites that you can just go to. And um, I think there's one called mybodygraph.com.
0: Um, that, but tell us yours cause you do that. Oh
1: yeah. Oh sure. <laughs> so it's mine is the mindfulfamily.com. Okay. Um, and, and then, when I, and when I run it, I send you a really nice little write-up about your type and strategy and, you know, information about sleep. So, you know,
0: that's cool. And I mean. then, and then what <laughs> I didn't realize is cause when we were talking before, I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait to run my chart. But then you were saying that you can also run them for your kids and then your fam, like your family. Yeah. So that you understand how everybody's working together. Totally. And your,
1: you know, your siblings and your parents, like if you really want passion for your upbringing and what you went through, running your parents' charts is just eye-opening. And your grandparents, I ran my grandma's chart and I found out that she was the same type as me. And like, it just made total sense.
0: So there's
1: just so much awareness and I, you know, anything that can Bring me deeper awareness into why I behave the way I do. Um, you know, my feeling is it can only improve my life.
0: I love that. I'm so excited. I hope everyone listening goes and runs their charts because I can't wait to run mine and I will me share too, what it is. I think too. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere, somehow, depending on, I guess, what personality I I am. No, I'll share. So um, let's talk a little bit about topic let's like let's go back a little bit so okay. before you even found human design and you were seeing all these serving all these moms we talked a little bit before we went on air about how burnout and anxiety are such big issues because as moms of course we want to be everything mm-hmm. to everyone at every moment pretty much right yeah for sure and it's sure. exhausting so what are i mean how, how do we deal with this i mean i know one great tool now we know is to go figure out how we work but yeah Let's, let's dive deeper even than that. Like base, maybe it's all based on who we are. I don't know.
1: So, so <laughs> yes and no. I okay. think that even without knowing human design, because some people aren't going to ever know their birth daytime and place. Like there are some people that are listening that
0: Yes. Might have
1: been adopted from another country um, or, you know, just for some reason, just don't have that accurate information. So I don't yep. want you to feel like hopeless if that's you. There are, you know, we can work with pendulums and psychics and, you know, like I really do believe we can figure it out. Yep. Um, that being said, you know, of course, like we can all do things to make our lives easier and to avoid burnout. And the only reason I'm an expert is because I've burned myself out so many
0: times. <laughs> how, how old are your three girls yeah, right now?
1: So, oh yeah. So I have one is almost 10, one's almost seven. And um, my third is just about three and a half, a little over Yeah, so three it's and like
0: so easy at that. I mean, so easy.
1: Yeah. Um, And it was really the, like, And I've had anxiety my whole life. Um, So I'm just so familiar with that energy of, you know, of fear and it, that burns you out. You know, having anxiety, feeling depressed. um, Those are all, you know, things that add to that sort of like that burnout backpack. If we were, you know, putting everything in a backpack that burned us out. Yes. (laughs) Um, Those would be big ones in there. Um, But for me, I found that it was this sense of like having to do it all Mm -hmm. and to always put myself on the back burner and not being able to ask for help when I need it. And if someone was offering it and not being able to receive it. So, you know, really learning, you know, once you're really burned out, you just don't have a choice, you know, like you have to accept help. Um, Right. You know, so the, the goal then is to put in some sort of prevention strategy because we all have, we can all burn out at any moment. You know, we never know when something's going to happen that we're going to have to address, that's going to pull our resources so that our physical body can't cope with everything that we're under.
0: Right.
1: So, you know, having some strategies that you're every day, you know, filling your cup. Um, number one. Oh yeah. You're going to get filling it. Cup, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So number one is sleep. You know, and understanding your human design type is helpful with this because different types need to go to sleep differently. So the generator types. Yeah. So the generators and if you're looking at your kids, this is also really helpful. Um, Generators need to burn themselves out every single day and Mm -hmm. then go to bed right when they're tired. So if a generator is missing that window, they're staying up too late, they're rebooting and they're having a very hard time falling asleep.
0: Interesting the other
1: so what's you know the dynamic that's helpful is that you say your oldest is a projector or a manifestor or reflector. They need that type because they don't have consistent energy for work like generators do. They need to lie down in bed before they're tired to get discharged energy from the day and let's say that they're older. And the younger one's a, a, a manifesting generator who needs to burn themselves out before they're going to bed. Their bedtime could be later, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> which, you know,
1: oftentimes in families, it's like the oldest stays up the latest and so on and so forth.
0: Right. Um, and, or they share rooms, which is what right. I have two; my two girls share a room. So it's okay. like, oh, interesting. Like, And there, it is a battle right. sometimes. I mean, they're getting older now. I mean, not they're not that old, but nine and 12. So Okay. Yeah. But it's interesting because they are very different in that way. I, I'm sure their charts are different. <laughs> right. So,
1: you know, just understanding that can be helpful. Like you could say like, look, you're different. You have to burn yourself out, but for your health and, you know, for feeling happy, you know, that's what kids want. They want to, you know, feel good. Um, Getting, you know, going to bed before you're tired and, you know, letting that energy discharge is best for the projectors, reflectors and manifestors.
0: Yeah. I love that. And it's, it's it's amazing because like sleep is that thing that we know. And I think as moms, we protect it for our kids pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm definitely like, I mean, I teach about that. This is one of the pillars of a healthy, well lifestyle is sleep. And it's so easy as a mom to like have the kids go to sleep and be like, Oh my God, I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Now I can't like do this, totally. this, this, and this, you know? And it's like, no, we need rest too. And it's interesting yeah. when I, when I remember that and get back into it, you know, cause I feel like we're always pulled out of our cycles. Um, you, you know, I release, I can release weight. I think better. I'm more creative. It's, it's just one of those things that we take so for granted, I think.
1: Yeah. And it's always, you know, this is just an experiment. So you can say like, okay, I'm going to set an intention, you know, now that I know my human design type to lie in bed and read a book for an hour every night after the kids are in bed. And then yeah. just notice how you feel. Yeah. If you don't feel any different, so, so then go back to doing what you're doing. But yeah. if you notice you're starting to get burned out, and my symptom for burnout is ear, anger and irritation at my kids. I just lose my patience. Yeah. Um, where before I could tolerate a little bit more, I just don't have it in me. Yeah. Um, that are my anxiety spikes. So it's really helpful to know, like, what are your early burnout cues <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: uh, before you're lying on the floor with the flu or whatever, you know, right. like that's, you want to get to it before it's, you're just down for the count.
0: Yeah, I want everyone to hear that you could get the flu (laughs) because I feel like we don't realize that we cannot get—we don't have
1: to get sick, (laughs) right? Yeah, but our bodies are always going to protect us. Yes. So our bodies are going to shut us down if it's not working. Yeah. And you know, which is uh, annoying but helpful. Yeah. (laughs) Same time. Yes. Um, All right. So so sleep. Sleep. Yeah, sleep for sure. Um, Nutrition. So you know, I, it's hard. Um, I just recently went through this whole, you know, lifestyle overhaul uh, after finding out I had some copper um, issues, like too much copper in my body and a parasite and uh, my minerals are out of balance. And so, you know, I've spent a lot of time figuring out what's correct for me. Mm -hmm. So I never really want to make any nutrition recommendations for people, but I would say you have to look at it Mm -hmm. that, you know, really looking at your body. Are you getting run down? Are there symptoms that you're noticing in your body, you know, look up like, what do you need more of? Like I found out I need, you know, I think really everybody probably needs more magnesium, Um, but that was a big one for me. Um, My hormones were out of balance. So I needed to start taking some supplements to get them back into balance. And it was so, so helpful, but everybody's different. So, you know, I really believe in, you know, bio-individuality where, you know, we have to just sort of listen to our body, and our body's gonna tell us if something isn't working for us. Like, I gave up gluten um, and was able to release 10 pounds.
0: Yeah. Uh, Everyone here is thinking about gluten because that's what I gave up eight years ago. So I talk about it all the
1: time. (laughs) You do. Okay. Um, And not that I, like, I love food and I love junk food. Like don't take away my ice cream or potato chips because I I will not be a happy camper, but they are Uh, (laughs) gluten-free. So, you know, that works for me, you know, right now. It doesn't mean in 10 years that will still work for me. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a constant sort of rebalancing, but it's something I just, you know, tune into a little bit and notice, you know, what's working for you. You know, some people swear by, you know, keto or, you know, all these, there's a million different diets we could follow. You know, I would just say listen to your body. And, yeah, no, you know, and I think
0: that's so, so super important just to realize that. It is constantly changing, it's constantly evolving, and you'll learn one way, and then you know your sleep will change, or your hormones right. will be different, or totally. be getting over a cold or it's a new season. Mm-hmm. And that tool of just being able to listen, I think, is so so helpful, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that, which adds into my next tool, which is having some sort of mindfulness practice. Um, so for me, I, I vacillate between, I like EFT, which is tapping, which Mm -hmm. I view as a mindfulness tool because it's really coming into the present moment. You're accepting what you're feeling and then you're tapping on it to release whatever the energy block is Mm -hmm. around it. Um, I'll also do pretty much, I try to do it every night a guided self hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um I love Andrew Johnson. Okay. His relax downloads are fantastic. Um I use one for deep sleep, there's one for public speaking, there he has like a whole section for kids and you know their stuff if they're dealing with any, you know, test anxiety, social anxiety. And oh, cool. his, his his voice is like Scottish. <laughs> oh, what is it about the English accent? Or that I don't know. Comment? I can't help it. I don't it.
0: know, but it's very yeah. helpful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I might have to just take a voice class to <laughs> <laughs> get oh rid of my Michigan accent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to look him up. I love that strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So and and it,
1: what is your it's best? Hard. T- it's hard to meditate. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you a story. So I did, I I lead a community and I was like, we're going to do a 10 day tapping challenge. And I think I did like four days. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> mm. but I did four more days, you know, like maybe I did one more than I normally would have done. Um, so, but it's just, you know, I think just having that self-compassion, which is why I love mindfulness is yes. that, you know, it just gives you permission to say like, okay, that was a good intention. It didn't work. Like, okay, I I'll do it again but I'm not going to beat myself up about it.
0: Yeah. We, we, we talk a lot about time blocking just so we make time for those things in in our community. Um, But, and, and what is your, what is your best tip for getting into tapping for those who haven't heard of it? Um, It's something I happen to have some experience with and love. Oh, cool. So,
1: I mean, you could just go to YouTube yeah, and look up whatever your issue is in the moment. Like I'll ask myself in the shower. Like that's where I do my tapping. Uh huh. I like I have my conditioner in. It's gonna sit for a couple minutes. So like I'll do my tapping then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're not if you've never done it before, look up YouTube tapping. So Brad Yates, I love his tapping. You could look up the Tapping Solution, Nick uh-huh. Ortner. Um, I think I have a couple on my website. Like I have a page that explains how to do EFT. Oh, cool. Um, so there's plenty of resources out there. And really, you could just keep it so simple. Like you could just, just repeating, you know, even though I have this problem, I deeply link completely accept myself and tapping on the outside of your hand. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, or with like my kids, um, I have, I think I did a blog about when my daughter had a panic attack and how we used tapping to calm her down. Okay. So so you don't always have
0: to do like the whole sequence then. I mean, I
1: don't believe so. Like, I don't like
0: rules very much.
1: (laughs) Really? Uh, And I found that, you know what? It still works. Like, even if I don't go through every single point, you know, I think it's just, It gets you into a trance-like state where when you're in trance, your brain is more receptive. You're um, sort of taking the veil off between your conscious and unconscious mind so that things can come come forth that you probably weren't aware of. Um, But there's lots of ways you like you could meditate, you know, any way you can sort of move into that trance, sort of calm, relaxed mindset is helpful.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing about tapping is, I mean, I don't know what it's actually doing, but because it's like kind of annoying, <laughs> like to mm-hmm. you know, like tapping on different parts of your body, it, yeah. like, it very much brings you into presence. So totally. I would imagine if you have the, if you're like listening to this and you're like meditation, my mind is always going and thinking that tapping might be. A right.
1: Good and when you're speaking, there's, it's using different parts of your brain. Yeah. Versus in that rumination cycle, when you're not saying it out loud, (laughs) it's hard to break that. But once you start, once you speak it and you give voice to something, a problem, like you can be so much more resourceful and see like, okay, that's my problem. Well, what can I do?
0: It's interesting. It. It's so interesting you just said that because I just saw a whole other thing. Because when I first started tapping, the thing I did was I hired somebody. Um, okay. And I like tapped with them. So they were the ones talking. And I suppose, I guess I was repeating whatever they said. And then I was telling sure. like, me what to tap. But I'm thinking when I do it myself, I don't say it out loud. So that's like a whole strategy into itself. I think I think it. And
1: yeah. Tap, so it's. Yeah. Cool Even quietly. Yeah. yeah. Even just. You know, giving voice. I think you know, anytime you speak your truth, and even if it's only the divine that hears you, yeah, there's something healing in that.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I've been I write, so I've been writing morning pages forever. Like I I every morning I write three pages, but um, but the tapping thing that's funny because I'm usually alone when I'm doing it. There's no reason why I couldn't say anything out loud, but yeah, (laughs) you forget that (laughs) talk to yourself. All right, so those were the three. Those are three ways to to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I don't
1: want to, you know, I don't want to overwhelm either. (laughs) You know, that's the other piece is that we're over, like we're inundated by so many things that we could do to work on ourselves. And that's again, where the human design strategy comes into play, like asking your gut, like, should I do tapping? And you might get a no. Yeah, And that is okay. Like there are other tools out there.
0: So that is the perfect bridge into my question, which is we talked a little bit before we went live about just saying no in general. And I feel like that's one of those ways of how we aren't, we, we, we let go of being everything to everybody is that there's certain things that we say yes to and certain things we say no to. Um, So, you know, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at like tuning into like my body and what my body says to do, but you alluded to the fact that the human design your process can also help with that. how how does that work?
1: Okay. So for generators, they're going to want to respond with their gut. So let's say that they, you know, have three kids Mm -hmm. and they're all pulling at them Mm -hmm. at the mom.
0: Oh my God, I can relate. (laughs) And
1: the mom's a generator. Okay. You know, so mom can get in help her children yep. to ask her yes or no questions when they need something okay okay does that make sense so let's say that like your 12 year old wants to go to the mall Yep. and she's like mom take me to the mall or i want to go to the mall that's mm-hmm. not a question so what you would want her to do to help you tap into your Yes or no mm-hmm. is have her ask mom, would you like to take me to the mall? And then you get to then respond using your sacral, assuming you're not like in your head, you know, like you could be saying in your head, like, I've got too many things to do. How can I possibly go to the mall? I've got this and laundry and mm-hmm. all, you know, all these things. But when she asks a question, it's the gut response of mm. uh-huh or uh-uh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's really just training other people to ask you yes to no questions so that you can access your own inner truth if you're a generator.
0: I love that. I wonder if I'm a generator because this happened to me yesterday. Yeah. Because
1: what happens, so what what happens when we don't do that is either we keep saying yes to everything because we mm-hmm. want our kids to like us or to be happy or you know, whatever the story is, and then coming back to burnout, we get burned out because mm-hmm. we're saying yes. Um, to things that, you know, maybe our soul doesn't want, you know, like, and it, you could get a no. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean she can't go to the mall. It's that, okay, well, let's think of another way that you can get to the mall.
0: Yeah. And it, but it's also interesting because so yesterday, the story that happened to me was my nine-year-old, um, had this bee in her bonnet about an art project she wanted to do okay. and it involved going to the art store. And, you know, Sunday is usually a pretty good day for that. We don't, we, we on purpose don't schedule anything, but I was, you know, cleaning and having to make some extra food for the week and all that kind of stuff. And I, the day was just going on. And so she had said in a way, like, I want to go to the art store early in the day. And Mm -hmm. I had said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, at some point we'll go. So all of a sudden it's like four o'clock and I'm having to go pick up my other daughter somewhere and I could see that it wasn't going to happen Um, Mm -hmm. but it's interesting. I wasn't responding. I was just kind of like getting irritated (laughs) and she came in and she was like, can I go to the art store? And I said, no, you know what we, you know, I said, no, we really have to go pick up your sister. And then I will be, you know, then then we're going to come home and then it's time to get ready for bed. And, but I will totally take you tomorrow after school. And it's interesting because, I feel like in the morning when she didn't pose it as a question, I would have gotten a lot of argument back if I had said anything besides later, <laughs> you know? Right. But when she said yes or no, the way I could respond no was so clear and grounded that wow. she didn't, you know what I mean? Like, it's interesting right. how you say that because you can, you can respond in a different way than an ambivalent question because I do feel pulled by ambivalent questions. Right. Right. All right. So what yeah, does the other yeah. person do? The other person doesn't go from their gut? I hope I So I'm-
1: the yeah, so projectors. So there's more a little bit more intricacies in the projector chart with how they know that if the invitation is correct. But okay. you still would want to train your family to invite you. Okay. Would you like to come to the mall with me? Mm. So, you know, that then they can say no.
0: Right. Or, know, would you, or would you would you like to like drive, drive me to the mall,
1: right? Would you like to drive me to the mall? Yeah. Would you like to, you know, spend time with me there? You know, where it feels like an invitation. Okay. Versus a yes-no question. Or, you know, depending on some of the other parts of the chart, you would be say, I'm, you know, I'm wondering how you feel about taking me to the mall. Hmm. And then giving them the space, well, I have this going on and that going on, you know, I would really love to take you, but I would need to get this done. Can you help me with some of that, those things? Got it. So it's, you know, it just sort of changes the dialogue. Um, That's so
0: interesting because it's so different.
1: Right. It's, it's different. And it's, you know, is my family constantly, you know, informing, I have two generator children, one projector, I'm a projector, my husband's a, a manifestor. is he always informing? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I do try to, you know, invite my older daughter into things. And mm-hmm. I try to invite her friends over for her, um, you know, to sort of facilitate some of that.
0: Yep. So it's just
1: helpful, you know, to know everybody's types because you, you know, just have compassion. And then, you know, like, oh, I didn't ask it as a yes, no question. So that's why they can't figure it out. That's why they're indecisive.
0: Yeah. And the point is that no matter how the question is asked, you can always say no.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You can always say no. And then it's dealing, you know, and then come back to the tapping to deal with the guilt. (laughs) Even though I feel guilty that I said no to this. Um, yeah. I it, I know it's for my, you know, for the greater good. I'm taking a long approach to my life, you know, and that's a big thing. It's like, we want to be vital. I want to be like the grandma that, you know, is running around and, you know, fun and doing things, yes. not exhausted, sitting in the chair, grandma.
0: Yes. And and that starts today, right? Right. Like, even it though does. we're so far from being a grandma. <laughs> right.
1: But it's little things. Like, yeah. I feel like we're, we feel like we have to be all or nothing, um, and I just started doing every month I do a fasting day. So I'll do a bone broth fast mm-hmm. every month, um, sometimes twice a month. And that just helps me reboot, but it's one day, you know, it's not like I am, you know, I, I, like I said, I love food and sweets and, you know, that's just, <laughs> I know that my, you know, my body could be less inflamed, but it feels good enough. And I think that that's Okay.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Cause in, in, in the group I lead right now, uh-huh. um, intermittent fasting came up mm. back in September and I was like, interesting. Okay. Like that's something I have no experience with, like literally none. Like I can tell you how to make a good green smoothie, but like that, like intermittent fasting is nothing I've tried um, yeah. and people have a, mentioned it here before. One. Yeah. yeah and so, one. yeah so I was like, I'll dive in. So I, I did. <laughs> and so for four weeks, I've been eating from 12 to eight and it's actually been fabulous. Like, I don't know if it's like my always thing, but it's been great. Mm-hmm. Um, but in doing that, all of a sudden people have been like, Oh, well, are you doing the, you know, the way where you only eat eight hours a day or are you four hours? Yeah or, yeah. or two days a week of not eating and five days of eating. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds so horrible to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just couldn't, like, I don't know if that's a personality thing or whatever, but that just sounds awful. But she was like, no, because then I have the freedom to eat what I want the other days. So I just feel like it's so different for everybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I've had eating disorders. Um, You know, I had anorexia in college and like, I got down to like 110 pounds. So you really have to be sure before you start, you know, Doing these types of diets, that you are totally healed with your relationship with food. Yeah, um, that is my one sort
0: of caveat yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I, I yeah no, and I've had anorexia as well in high school, so I'm very cognizant of that. But yeah. the other, the weird thing that happened to me is that when I Finally fixed my food someday. Someday I'm gonna gonna be able to to have an educated conversation with people who help people with anorexia today, because it was really hard for me that they would make you like have pasta and like and stuff that my my body like literally didn't want. So I was technically like listening to my body in that time more than I had. Like I actually had celiac and no, I was undiagnosed. Wow. Okay. And so it was like. It's this weird thing that, like, I was actually the the hel- not not the healthiest because I was only mm-hmm. eating lettuce, but but I was I, you know, but I was so there was like some part that was really but off, you felt good, but right? I felt yeah, good. and it was this yeah. weird thing. So when I finally fixed my food for real eight years ago, it's amazing how much like food can actually just alleviate some like make you feel good. And yeah, it, I, I always describe it like twenty years of therapy in like a week because it really changed my mental. Totally. Very quickly. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yes, yeah, but, is, it, but you also have so to important. not use
0: it as control for sure. You have, right. to, have yeah. to the body part of it going on or it's not, not so great. So right. thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that I've gotten through all my questions. I'm so super excited to go run my human design. Um, and then, then my family, but I'm going to start with myself because I guess Perfect. my oxygen. Yeah. Mass that's, where we,
1: that's where we always want to start is we start with ourselves, and we work out from there.
0: Awesome. And is there any other bit of advice you have for people listening that you want to close with or you feel do you feel complete?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just want to say you're doing a good job. I don't think we hear that often enough. And we put it's like we're always trying to improve and yes. make ourselves better, but it's okay to say like I'm enough.
0: Yes. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. It's so true. We should probably just put that on repeat at the end. Yeah. (laughs) You are enough. enough." Yeah,
1: (laughs) on On my wall, I have, you are not alone. You're doing a good job. You are strong and you are enough. And so I have those daily reminders.
0: I love that. You know what? uh, maybe we'll make a PDF for that. So go check out the, sh- go check out, that'll be the designer in me. <laughs> Love it. Go check out the show notes if you're listening, because maybe there will be a special PDF that you can hang on your wall so that you can remember that Jennifer and I said that you're enough every yeah. single day. I love that. Well, thank yeah, you. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having me. Yeah, and thank you so much for being here and remind us what your website is. I know you shared it in the middle, but just share it at the end.
1: Sure. It's The Mindful Family. www.themindfulfamily.com and you can get your chart, you can get your child's chart and some information about their types um, all there.
0: Awesome. And you also have a membership for moms, right?
1: I do. Yeah, it's called Thriving Mama Society. So it awesome. covers of course, you know, human design, your kids' human design, but also a big piece of it is resiliency and really being able to handle everything that life throws at you with grace and ease and peace of mind.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. All right. At the end of every episode, we go through three doable changes so you can take what you've been inspired to do and actually put it into action. And the idea behind a doable change is that you pick one thing. So I give you three on this episode. I give you three at the end of every episode. So most likely you've heard a lot of different ones. I even have a sheet that has 101 if you go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101. But I don't want you to go into overwhelm. I want you to look at this list or look at that list and choose one thing that you'll work on for the next week. And you commit to that thing. You put Items in your calendar that support that thing you experiment and you even have a little bit of fun and when I approach change this way I find that at the end of every year I have a handful well not a handful I have 50 usually new habits practices things I eat all those kinds of different areas of my life I actually am still doing them because I figured out how to fit them time wise into my day all right So from this episode, Jennifer shared some gems. Number one, work with your type. This is what I'm doing next week. Your human design type can give you so much insight into your purpose and what you need in a given moment. And I'm super fascinated by the idea that different types have different sleep needs. Who knew you guys? I can see it with my kids. Well, it isn't the answer to everything. It's just a tool. It's another tool to help us make decisions in better alignment. So check out Jennifer's website. She actually does this for free. You can Google it if you want to find another source, but figure out what your human design type is, get the chart back, learn about your type, and spend the week making different decisions based on what you learned from this tool. I'm super excited to have fun with that one. Number two, try tapping. So tapping, otherwise known as EFT, is a healing tool. So yet another tool. Jennifer has great tools. And it uses tapping on certain points of the body. And you kind of have to Google it and see a YouTube to really understand. I actually hired someone and did it with them at some, some point in my life, which I alluded to in this podcast. So if you've never tried it, consider adding it to your toolbox and use the links that we've shared in the show notes, um, which you can get at plansimplemeals.com, and just find Jennifer's beautiful photo and you will see those show notes. And you can use those links to get the basics. And then commit to tapping every day for a week. You could try at different times of the day. You could try on different issues that might be coming up and see what it does. If you've tried tapping in the past, but you let it fall away, maybe you're just trying to add it in again. And search the internet. Jennifer has great tools, and she alluded to some other great people who are out there. Find someone who you resonate with and use that as your, your way in. All right, number three, learn to say no. This is one that seems to come up in quite a few episodes on the Plan Simple podcast. I don't know. Maybe we just don't know how to say no well enough, but we're going to learn. All right. Jennifer talks about how different types are better at being able to respond to different types of questions. So this is where you kind of have to start with the human design if you're going to use that part as a tool to how you would say no. So generators work better with a yes or no question, while projectors work better with invitations, which she explained more thoroughly in the podcast. So either way, listening to your gut and practicing saying no to things that you don't want to do is a powerful way to end overwhelm. So this week, maybe practice noticing how you feel when you get a request or a question or an invitation and then respond accordingly. It doesn't matter, you guys, whether the answer is yes or no. That's that's a little secret. But it matters that you get out of indecision. You get out of that limbo because limbo is exhausting. So practice that this week. Practice tuning in and saying no when it feels right. Because guess what? When you say no when it feels right, something you're dying to say yes to comes in your life. All right. That's what I got for now. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast, where we're actually going to do a deep dive into one doable change. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.